Hey everybody, welcome to the recap for session 18 of All My Friends Are Undead. Uh, as always, we will give a brief recap of the episode, and then this is the time where uh, everyone as players can ask questions of the storyteller, or they can ask questions to other players about their characters and various things, and just kind of, you know get everyone updated and recapped on what happened before our next session tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Twitch. So uh, we will throw it over to Mark for a brief recap and then open the floor to questions. Uh, you guys broke the time loop. Hooray. That's, that's good. And you're about to go into another time loop. <laughs> we were doing so well. But this one will be much scarier. Hey! Oh. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess we can talk about that for a second before we get into the recap. Tonight's episode will be uh, more on the horror and scary side. It's the week of Halloween in the year 2020, so we wanted to do at least something as a Halloween episode. Even if it extends out for another week or so, we wanted to make sure we got some uh, some horror and spooky stuff in for uh, for this week so if you don't like horror stuff uh you may hold out for the recap uh next week because i understand horror isn't for everyone and you don't like scary stuff it's all good or if you don't like it at night but you're like i'm cool with it during the daytime when the sun's out you know uh the episode will be on youtube and uh podcast platforms as always but that is your brief heads up during the recap we'll give another one before the episode starts tonight but yeah, um, let's just open the floor to questions. What do you? What's everybody got? What, what's everybody thinking? Um, nailed it. Awesome. I don't really. I, yeah, I don't really have anything, honestly. I don't think. You... I... <laughs> no, it's not like anything important happened. I mean, we. we... We killed the eggs and boom, done, job done. Pretty fair. Like there, most of it was just we killed the eggs, um, and moved on. So that is fair. If we don't have a lot to talk about this week, then we don't have a lot to talk about. But it is, uh, it is our kind of time for that. If we have anything, or like character questions, anything like that too. This is the time for that. So, well, um. We did see the sequence where Phelan, Iggy, and Ari watched the sunrise, knowing that, like, you know, this was the last reasonable time that they could do that. Although, that may not necessarily be the case. Well, we didn't know that at the time. We still don't know that, technically. Right. That made me sad. I'm not going to let that. I, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I wanted to cry. So sad. <laughs> Sweet, 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 seek, seek, went, went, I thought, I thought, did, 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 ow, just, just, did, did, bit, bit my tongue, tongue, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, I guess, for me, I'll just kind of explain, like, my slash Iggy's reasoning was, like, and I think I kind of explained it in character, too, but, you know, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, it's been, I don't know, maybe a couple months or whatever, game time. Mm -hmm. I don't know the the exact um, time is an illusion anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but you know, he's got this. You know, he can he can die and just come back, and like kind of as an artist, and and of course he's got the beauty thing going on too, um, being a Toreador. But um, you know, like one chance to like actually see a sunrise, um, and. Having been to Navy Pier and like looking out on, I believe that's Lake Michigan. Uh, yeah. Myself, uh, it's you know fairly pretty, but you know it's so it's like you know one last chance to kind of um, get that kind of um, well, just taking that view and have that moment, and then also kind of to take that um, inspiration for you know potential projects in the future or whatever from an artist kind of standpoint. I thought that was just something he would want to do and originally was going to do it alone. And then, um, Phelan mentioned wanting to see a sunrise as well. And so, uh, Iggy sent him a text and 
Uh, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. And then we killed the eggs and we beat the time loop. Good job. <laughs> okay. GG team. <sighs> I, I was this is a half half kill 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 the eggs. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad the time loop is over, but um yeah, are we really all gonna just ignore what happened with Damien this week? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Look, man, that's your job to bring up. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a Damien thing, <laughs> you know. I can't recap like how your character felt for you. Oh, this is true. I just was I was waiting for. Uh, do you want me? Do you want me to go over it for backlash from everyone else? Yeah, yeah. If you could. All right. So for those for those who did miss it, uh, we have to go back a couple of weeks here, uh, as the situation with Damien and. Uh, Xanthra has been kind of brewing a bit and like this is both you know on stream and behind the scenes right so fundamentally we go back a couple of weeks to when the the whole event with Loden happened and everything kind of like went to poopy there to start with and, you know, people people had different reactions to it. People took it in different ways. Um, but there was there was a certain degree of, like, frustration with everything that happened. Um, and justified or not, uh, a lot of people sort of, like, put their frustrations on Damien in that situation. Now, for the most part, uh, everybody dealt with that in a way that I would qualify as being healthy. Uh, except... For uh, our our resident Malkavian Xanthra, who uh, decided that the best way to vent her frustrations was to shoot Damien in the penis. Uh, this yeah. did not go over particularly well with Damien, and uh, I know, wonder he, why. I mean, you know, and uh, you know, it, it kind of just it kind of just like simmered, and nothing really happened with it. He, you know, he threw her out of the haven. But otherwise, like, the group just kind of continued onward. So then, last week, uh, Ari and Damien had a heart-to-heart, -heart, uh, sort of, like, getting their stuff resolved between them. But Xanthra had decided to follow Ari to Damien's haven. So Ari, rather than being thrown out of a building or smashed by bugs or burned to death, opted to end that particular part of the cycle by taking her own life. Uh, Xanthra hears the gunshot, goes upstairs, opens the door, and um, is not allowed in Damien's Haven. So uh, Damien, empty, Damien empties an entire assault rifle clip into Xanthra, basically probably killing her at the same time that the explosion wiped out everybody else. Uh, Xanthra doesn't exactly remember this, but when we, when we go into this week's show, uh, Xanthra, upon seeing Damien, goes into frenzy. Uh, um which would normally be a very terrifying thing, but it's Xanthra, so, like, Phelan just kind of, like, puts an arm around her, and she throws her shoulder out trying to escape and blacks out. <laughs> so, Damien, uh, attempting to resolve the situation for the time being, um, decides, okay, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna wipe her mind uh, of that sequence of events and sort of deal with it later. And this kind of became a subplot for the episode as Tony, during one of the time loops, figured out that that happened and sort of, like, calls Damien out on it. And then Karen, because she is a, a different personality, still retained the information and sort of basically went to Damien and tried to negotiate slash blackmail him. Uh, when that didn't work, Karen went to Tony, uh, independent of everybody else, and, like, revealed the information that she had to Tony. And Tony, like, sort of mediated a resolution between Xanthra, Karen, and Damien, uh, which ultimately ended with Damien being asked to reveal what had happened to everybody, and everybody was kind of put off about it. Did I cover all the basics there, do we think? Yeah, you know all the notes. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Uh, so, um, I just wanna, I just wanna talk for a second about like where I'm coming from as the storyteller. <clears throat> the 
there were multiple points uh, during this whole sequence of events where, like, I'm glad I'm not on camera because I just, like, fucking would roll my eyes and go, fuck, I'm going to have to do something about this again. <laughs> because it's, you know, uh, like, it's completely reasonable the character should interact in that capacity, but it was just like, okay, she shot Damien in the fucking dick. What am I going to have to do about this? Okay. Damien shot her in the fucking chest. What am I going to have to do about this? Okay, she's frenzying. What am I going to have to do about this? Okay, Damien, but you, you get the point. It's, yeah. it's uh, as a storyteller, I don't necessarily want there to be a uh, heavy conflict between the players. The, that can be a thing that some storytellers encourage. Uh, as we are all friends, I generally don't, just because uh, the possibility is there, no matter how much we understand that it is a story for events that happen in the story to bleed into regular relationships. And the last thing that I want in this world is for a story that I told to cause resentment amongst my friends. So I sort of have a hard and fast rule of, no, 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 none of that. I'm not fucking dealing with it. So, like, I had kind of sort of been like, okay, let's, you know, let's resolve this. And then when it came to the point where, all right, Karen's in Damien's office and she's being an awful fucking cunt, I was just like, Okay, I'm just gonna have to have fucking Tony resolve this because there's no way that this is gonna get resolved otherwise. Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was a thing. I have uh, I have a lot of notes, uh, obviously, because you oh, know I, I'm the note boy. Um, uh, <laughs> on on that particular point on, on the uh the karen damien i'm not gonna call it a negotiation the karen damien she screamed at him and he did not react well <laughs> well she didn't uh, scream she was, just, she was just shitty yeah yeah uh i have well that went poorly written down in my notes <laughs> Amazing. uh and uh i, I just kind of wanted to to I guess I, I I understand Karen's character is that way, or can be that way. Um, but she almost had Damien to where he was gonna consider acquiescing to her requests. But when she started insulting him, that's when she lost him. Um, at that point, you brought out the worst of what Damien is. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, as soon as she started getting insulting, I was just like, yeah, this isn't gonna go well. And, like, I think, I think, uh, Karen as a character probably was aware of that to a certain extent. Um, but Karen fundamentally is just, like, probably the worst character, the worst person. She's a good character, but she's, like, the worst person of the group collectively. She's fucking because... awful. Yeah, she's fucking, she is, she is literally a Karen in all possible senses of the word. So, <laughs> Karen looked at the situation and was like, I have the power here, and decided to handle that in the worst way possible. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that situation, from a player level, has felt really, I'm glad we got it resolved, because it was really getting to the point that it felt like, as a player, there was nothing I could do. Um, and I was kind of getting more and more pushed into a corner, if that makes sense. On It was honestly, if, if Tony hadn't resolved it, we were going to have player-on-player player kill. And I did not want that at all. <laughs> so I'm glad it got resolved. Uh, but I absolutely was, Damien at that point was going to have to kill her. So the one thing that I that has been brought up to me uh, that I do actually want to talk about a little bit, um, which I thought was interesting, is um, like it's sort of been like we've sort of discussed it like off of the recaps and off of the stream, but I think it's something interesting to discuss here. Um, the one thing that Damien seemed to sort of have a problem with was the idea of, OK, I did this thing to Xanthra because Xanthra was trying to kill me. Um, which, you know, I was hoist by my own petard here, and I accept that I did wrong, and everybody is mad at me about it, which they should be. But when Xanthra shot me in the penis, everybody just thought it was funny. Yeah, 
that's definitely something I wanted to talk about. And it's an interesting mm. thing from a character perspective, just because I do I do actually tend to agree with that point of view. Um, just because it's I can see where us being monstrous characters like vampires with supernatural abilities sort of gives play like gives the characters more so a certain degree of disconnection from what would be normal because like when we're vampires now it's okay you got shot in the dick your vampire your your, your vampire ding dong is going to grow back big deal but like there's still a certain amount of but he got shot by somebody that he was otherwise trusting uh, and allowing to stay in his home, you know, what mm. What else would have happened if, like, if she had not, like, fucked up that role or whatever else, you know? So it's, there. there's also a certain case of just because his dick is going to grow back doesn't necessarily mean it's okay as well. So it's, I do think, I do think it's an interesting rumination from a, a role-playing perspective of, you know, how much are the characters adjusting or maladjusting to their undead nature where it's just like, okay, she shot him in the dick. Ha ha. That's funny. Um, like, you know, if, if we were still people, that would be like, that's fucking horrifying. Why would you do that? Yeah. So it's, I think that's kind of interesting from a, you know, a character, a character analysis perspective. Uh, just because like the idea is the characters themselves are sort of, like just sort of normalizing to the idea of well okay this can't kill me this can't kill me that can't kill me etc and they're just kind of overlooking stuff that if they were still humans they would probably be like oh my god mm -hmm. oh exactly yeah completely because especially like on a, on a minor note too like xantha chain swings like a motherfucker like anyone who would do that has no regards for the lungs which guess what <laughs> she doesn't because it doesn't matter she's dead and it's it's sort of a case of like there's stuff that these characters do that they do to sort of remind themselves that they're human to a certain extent like you see uh you know tony smokes cigars as sort of a way of like keeping himself human to a certain degree of reminding himself of his humanity but you know smoking a cigar can't hurt him as a character He's, you know, a fucking vampire. He, his lungs just fucking heal whatever damage that he's done. His brain doesn't allow him to become properly addicted to it in the strictest sense of things. Uh, so, like, literally, the fact that he's doing this in a way is almost, like, inhumane because he has no repercussions for that action. His body won't give out on him. Uh, he won't get cancer, uh, all that sort of thing. So, like, there's also there's also a certain degree of you know, huh, like, the, the, the way in which this is going to impact him is, is not really very much. So it's sort of like, you know, stuff that wouldn't have normally hurt you guys now hurts you, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, as we saw, like, you guys had to make a fucking sanity check against seeing just a fire, whereas, like, a normal person, like, you know, probably doesn't like a big fire, but can just kind of, like, nod and go along with it. Like, mm -hmm. Greg and Damien both specifically had to make a check to avoid fucking going into full-on frenzy and trying to run away from it. Mm -hmm. Even though they knew they were setting the fire. Uh, you know, like, sunlight fucking hurts you guys, which we've seen a couple of times now. <laughs> um, but by the same token, you know, getting shot is an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. Getting stabbed is an inconvenience. Yeah. You know, getting clawed by a person, like by a vampire, hurts more than getting fucking stabbed with a knife or shot mm -hmm. with a gun. It's it's a very weird sort of situation that the characters live in. And, like, I think that's worth exploring, even if it's just, like, discussing it here, if it doesn't come up in the game. It's just interesting that the characters are in this sort of position where all the shit that they used to fucking be worried about, they're not anymore. I'm never mm -hmm. going to get sick. Um, I'm never going to die of, you know, conventional illnesses. I can't get cancer. Uh, shooting me doesn't fucking do anything in particular because I'm just going to heal it. Uh, stabbing me doesn't do anything in particular. I'm just going to heal it. But if I get staked, I'm fucked. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's sort of like a very strange reanalysis of everything that they've been going through up to this point that, like, I think is, is interesting because the characters have acclimated to it. 
but in a way that sort of like made it so that they that some of them are overlooking stuff that others are still just kind of like what the fuck and you know that that also sort of comes back to uh damien's resolution of the situation with xanthra like regardless of anything uh xanthra started all of this by shooting damien in the pecker damien's response to that was poor uh but like it was kind of sort of a case again where okay Xanthra shot me in the dick and nobody cared, so I can, and we're not going to die anyway, so what difference does it make? You know, so mm -hmm. it's it's an escalation of events as we've already seen it. So then, Xanthra frenzies, Damien has no idea what to do with the situation, just decides, look, uh, I'm just going to delete this and we'll deal with it later. And the question that, like, Rabbit sort of posed to me was, what was I supposed to do there? And I don't really have a good answer to that question, honestly. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I did, uh, Damien did what, you know, he thought was most prudent at that moment. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, like yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of difficult situations here because it's like, on one hand, from a player perspective, there's a certain degree of, like, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of a sucky thing to do. And I agree. But, uh, and like, you know, maybe, maybe Damien shouldn't have fucking mag dumped Samthra. And I agree. But Xanthra did shoot Damien in the dick. Xanthra was trying to kill him when she saw him again. And, like, Damien didn't really... Like, Damien doesn't have a real understanding. None of the characters, except for Phelan, have a real understanding of what frenzy is or how bad it can get. So, like, all Damien sees is, you know, this person slavering and fucking, like, going fucking full mental, trying to fucking attack him. So it's just like, fuck, what am I supposed to do? And my default answer is, it's Xanthra. She has two fucking strength, and she knocked herself out trying to get out of Phelan's arms. Just, like, fucking... Have fucking uh, 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 Iggy sit on her and fucking work the situation out. Because, like, what's she gonna do? But it's also a case of, you know, oh shit, a person that's turning into a slavering fucking beast. This is not normal. And this is new for me, and I've never seen this before. <clears throat> so it's, it's, there's a lot of instances where, like, at the time that it happened immediately, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. But, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like, from a character perspective, like, what would, you know, what would, what would you have done in that situation? And the answer to the question is, I don't really know. Because... You know, like, a person is trying to fucking murder you and has, like, absolute fucking death in their eyes. Fuck, that's beyond me. A lot. Yeah, I think it certainly was, like you said, a, a series of events that was continuing to escalate. And I, I'm, like I, I said just a few minutes ago, I feel like I'm glad that we got it resolved when we did because it was going to go places that we couldn't come back from, you know? Yeah, no, that one, that one I agree with 100%, and I'm honestly glad that the situation is resolved just because, like, it was entertaining, it was interesting for a time, but it's just, like, it got to a point where I just, I just didn't want it to be a focal point anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, I was very much just like, all right, this is fine, I'm okay with this, but... Like, we don't, we don't necessarily need this to be, you know, the every week show. Yeah. But I did want to revisit, you know, you kind of brought it up. What I have written in my notes here is, uh, it wasn't a big deal when she shot Damien. Everybody just laughed about it. But when he serves some consequences, it's uh, Damien's fucking problem. I mean, to be clear, I, I do I do want to note um, the idea of like serving consequences is like not really where I would necessarily go with that because you know Damien served his consequences by fucking Mac dumping her, right? But like it's kind of sort of a case of okay, we can't like we can't really necessarily control how we react in that situation. Uh, the fact that Damien didn't go into frenzy when being shot in the dick is 
a, a sign of good control from his part. Uh, in all honesty, I probably should have made you roll for that if I did. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's my bad as a uh, as a storyteller. Um, but like the fact that Damien restrained himself from going <laughs> frenzy upon being woken up by a gunshot and blood in his shorts, um, you know, is is like you know is good restraint for him. But not everybody's going to do that. Um, I do find it interesting, though, that, like, Xanthra has, like, arguably the highest willpower out of the whole group and fucked that role. Xanthra. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's just... No, no, it's no just... offense. <laughs> oh, no, full offense. Fuck Xanthra. But... <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah, it's like that's that's one thing I also I also want to note here is like, and like I don't necessarily know if this is a thing that's going on, so you know, um, everybody can like sort of like correct me, but it does seem like there's certain points where um, we as players are kind of sort of crossing into how our characters feel on certain things, and I just like I just wanted to be clear, like your character says nothing about you as a person. And you as a person says nothing about you as your character. Like, your character, you should like your character. You should be happy that you're made your character. But, like, if your character fucking eats shit on something, it should it should very much be a case of, ha-ha, that happened, oopsie-doodle. Uh, rather than, like, you know, being, like, upset with this. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm sorry, I had to step away. We were looking for a cat. Um, oh. Briefly. Uh, <laughs> We hadn't seen Aggie for a little while. Um, so I missed some of the um, discussion. But um, as far as, like, the, like, Rab, the the idea of, well, I'll just take that memory away. And I messaged you during the session, and I was like, I sent you a GIF. I don't remember exactly what it was, because I was so pissed at Damien for doing that. Because I'm you, like, if, if the yeah. characters find out, it's not going to be good. But you sent me the uh, from Hercules, the I'm so angry. God damn it. Anyways, um, but at the same time, like that's such a like galaxy brain move to me. (laughs) Like, I'll just take the memory away. Like, I think it's a very smart way to play it. And it totally makes sense. Um, But yeah, I was also like, if we find out about this, everyone's going to be mad about it because like it's been not using our powers on each other has kind of been like uh, uh, a talking point, let's just say, a couple of times already. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I like I thought it was a smart it's a smart move, but also I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of think that was actually where I was with it for a certain point of it, where it was just like, that is genius and I hate it. <laughs> Where it's just like, <clears throat> from a character perspective, it made perfect sense. But like, that was like one of those rare instances where it was like, from a player perspective, I was just like, uh, I don't, I, I understand why Damien did that. I wish Rab the player hadn't done that. Mm. But like, just because, from a player perspective, um, like we've had conversations about, you know, using our powers on one another, and we've had conversations about stuff that you know can make people uncomfortable. Uh, you know, uh, consent discussions, things of that nature. Um, so it's it's sort of a case where, like, I don't think that's... Like, there, there's been, uh, you know, conversations as well in other role-playing communities where people have done stuff that is sort of, like, <clears throat> like, crossed the line as far as consent discussions go. And I don't think this was that by any means, but it definitely sort of, like, gave me a moment where, yeah, we probably should have a conversation about this in some capacity or another just because like what if that like that could legitimately have unsettled or upset like players far beyond what the intention of it was Mm. um which is which kind of sort of comes back to the idea of as as we've said in previous discussions uh a lot of people view vampires as walking rape metaphors Mm. yeah but then that also sort of like speaks to the conversation point of we're perfectly okay doing this to NPCs. So what does that say about us as as, uh, as our characters, as people, that, like, you're okay with doing it to just fucking, you know, Joe Blow working uh, at the fucking guard post uh, on the ground floor of the Willis Tower, but when it happens to one of your own, you're like, I don't know about that. True. That's interesting. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, it's 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 the inherent idea of personal horror, uh, the concept of the monster within. And the idea is, <clears throat> well, we can do this to these people because, you know, we need to accomplish a goal. Okay, why is that righteous? Why is that just? In this case, it was because, you know, fucking Mumbai would have blown up if we didn't do it. Sure. But does that necessarily make what we're doing right? And I don't have an answer to that question. Like I don't, I do not have a good answer to that question because this is, you know, this is just fiction. At the end of the day, we're not actually hurting anybody. But I think this, the fiction is an interesting place to explore those sorts of concepts. Yeah, definitely. Please join us next week for morality and you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've like I fucking made a video about like how Persona Five uh, failed at doing that sort of exploration on it. So this is the sort of thing that I've been thinking about for a while, personally. <clears throat> and I think it's interesting that um, we're we're in a sort of situation where that can be a conversation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do want to, you know. Mark, you made the comment of, you know, I understand why Damien did it, but I wish Rab the player hadn't done it. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> that was that was not, you know, I didn't wake up that, that morning or start the session going, I can't wait to use my powers on somebody else. <laughs> oh, I got that 100%. It was a spur of the moment thing. Um, I do but think in that moment, something... it, it did honestly feel like, like we said, it was a big brain move. And I honestly thought it was a very elegant way to deal with the situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I also yeah, yeah, like yeah. I also look at it from the position disconnected from all of it of why didn't you just use presence to fucking compel Xanthra to listen to your point of view? Because that wouldn't have been as cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, I didn't think of it, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's that's the thing also is like this is also a case of. I'm also very interested in encouraging everybody to sort of think outside of the box, too, uh, as far as it goes, because it is very easy to just fall into the idea of, okay, I'm just going to use, you know, dominate to fucking make you do what I want you to do for the moment. But it's just a much a case of like, okay, I'm just going to use presence to fucking make this person listen to what I have to say, which, you know, is still a case of using your power, but it's more in a case of just compelling them to listen to you for a period of time. Um, and they can still ultimately make up their own mind on the situation, such as it goes. But it resolves the situation um, <clears throat> in a way that, like, other people might not even have necessarily, like, noticed. You know, because nobody's going to notice if you use presence at that moment. Well, maybe, maybe Phelan would have if he had also been affected by it. But even then, like, he would have been agreeable to it. So he just would have been like, okay, whatever. And, like, it would have just been like, okay, we've resolved all of this. Hooray, let's go fucking destroy the eggs or whatever the shit. I, you know, I did honestly think about using presence during the conversation with Karen. I mean, that would have worked. Oh, yeah. But at that but point, I at that felt point, like, we're very much in the case of, oh, well, I did this once. Maybe I shouldn't do this again. You yeah, know? I felt like I was already in enough hot water <laughs> for using my powers against <laughs> another player. I didn't want to, like, double down on it. Although, I mean, it could have been an interesting, you know, direction for Damien to go to really just be like, okay, well. I guess this is what I'm going to do now. Yeah, though I think I think if that sort of thing had happened, that probably would have been a case where like the other players just probably would have been like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not super thrilled about that particular direction with the character." And it's I want Damien, I want all of the characters to grow and change, but I also want them to all grow and change for the better. And that sort of a thing where like if Damien had doubled down on it at that point, I would have been like, "Yeah, all right, you got to give me a humanity check, bro." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mhm. Mm I have a quest question. Shoot. Zant Zanthra was unconscious. Did that mean the friend friends he was done done or did she she have friend friends easy to get get again when when she she woke up. Uh, there would have been another an ask to make another check when she woke up because uh she was still uh incredibly agitated with. Damien collectively. Mm -hmm. So uh, the frenzy would have continued probably until somebody could have knocked some sense into her. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> like, 
there was there was very much going to be a way where either she had to fucking make a saving throw to be able to like mentally process that mm -hmm. or something to that nature mm -hmm. um so it was it was going to be a repeating cycle until somebody got through to her or until uh Sodomi made a saving throw that got her to a point where she could actually see reason and stop doing it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i but again, from an in-character perspective, you guys have no way of knowing that. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Phelan knows that, um, but, like, you know, it's never been a position where he's had to have a conversation with you guys mm -hmm. about it. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, like, Phelan knows these things because he's been alive longer, uh, but it's just never been in a position where he's had to have the conversation. Like, uh, when you guys were, like, getting ready to set the fire, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking hide behind the wall and not look at that. Mm-hmm. I so I have the not 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 the quest quest. Okay. What 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 did it tone? What 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 tone tone did What do you mean? When when tone tone did it Zan, Zan, they're on Dame, Dame, me, and had, had, they're me, 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 Dame, gig. Um, he, he said, tone, tone, did he said, 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 that they were, were between, between, he was kind of in a, in a rough, rough place. In, in the sense, that, that he got, got, got to, why, why, Dame, Dame, me, me, and did, 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 but but to Zan Zan, there is this is his his kit kit. Old old to way way resolve. But but to what what where is the 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 options there there? Um, I mean, so in a broad sense, Tony's going to feel a certain degree of protectiveness for all of the Malkavian in all the Malkavians in the city. Uh, so long as they don't go above and beyond where he would like them to go. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so from Tony's perspective, it's very much a case of, on one hand, he he views all of the Malkavians as being his to a certain mm -hmm. extent because he's older than a lot of the other Malkavians in the city, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, like, which is what puts him as the primogen of the city. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's kind of sort of a case where he's going to, by default, kind of be sympathetic to Xanthra mm -hmm. and Karen, less so Karen, um, because, you know, like, well, Karen's awful. We all know Karen's awful. It's not a surprise. Let's move on with our day. Mm -hmm. um, um, like, you know, because, like, ultimately they're his childer. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they are all sons of Seth. Uh, I'm sorry, sons of Cain. Um, but, like, in particular, um, Malkavians are, you know, uh, directly interrelated sons of Cain. Mm -hmm. So, it's in, it's in the same way that, like, you know, Loden would be more agreeable to other Ventru, or, um, Annabelle would be more agreeable to other Toreador. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just, um, it's sort of like an in-group, out-group kind of mentality where you're just going to like who is in your particular group more than anybody else mm -hmm. that having been said um tony also acknowledges you don't fucking shoot people in the dick what the fuck are you doing so it's kind of sort of a case where he ultimately understands why all of this stuff escalated the way that it did um so like he's not he's not as mad about it as like he would be if it was you know completely uncompelled mm -hmm. and as a result of that like his to him his primary option here is you know, like, he also, he likes this group, he wants this group to stick together, um, like, he's kind of sort of taken on a mentor-slash-fatherly role for these characters, uh, so he wants all of them to get along. So, the idea that they can't or won't in certain capacities for him is just gonna be like, like, I don't want that, I want, I want this to be resolved, I want these characters to get along with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like for him, his his options, such as it were, like would have been honestly get everybody to get along in some capacity or another. 
I don't I don't know if he would have necessarily like you know resorted to anything else beyond that. Mm -hmm. Um like he probably would have tried to appeal to everybody's better sensibilities and things of that nature. If he'd had to, maybe he would have brought the other members of the group okay. in to try and like help resolve the situation as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. Um because like he he still has a pretty decent amount of humanity. He probably would have tried to avoid like doing anything that he felt was too untoward as far as that sort of thing goes. Mm -hmm. Just because like, you know, he's seen the way that that sort of shit goes. He's been living under Loden's thumb for, you know, a few years. Uh he knows that guy's a dick. So, he probably would have tried to resolve it in a way that ultimately got everybody agreeable with one another and on the same page again. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, he's he's very much just going to be, or going to try to be, like, a mediator here. Mm -hmm. I... Sound, sound, sound. Good, good, good. Whew. Ow. This is a cold, cold weather. There's me. So I actually have a question for Damien uh, that I've been kind of wondering about. Um, okay. So let's let's say hypothetically speaking, uh, Damien, uh, like Tony hadn't noticed that Xanther had been dominated. Yeah. Then what? I I I think Damien probably would have just. Acted like nothing ever happened. Oh, okay. Hmm. He would have probably kept it in, you know, that, that, at that point. Okay. Well, it's, it wasn't pretty, but it sure solved the problem. Huh. Damien would not have been happy about what, and he wasn't happy about what he had to do, but. Right. That's also, you know, Damien has an, has a humanity of eight. So, <clears throat> he really doesn't want to do anything against the rest of the group. He really doesn't want to hurt anyone in the group. He doesn't really feel great about the fact that he has to dominate, you know, Joe Smo, the security guard. But he honestly is trying to do the best he can just to get through day to day, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of sort of why, at the end of the day, Tony had to get involved there. Um, just because, like, I think there's a very good lesson in the idea of somebody's going to fucking show up and exploit that sooner or later. You know, yeah. all it would have taken was for Loden to just, like, dick around with Xanthor a little bit and been like, oh, you've been dominated. I can probably guess by who. And then, like, you know, Loden could just confront the whole group and just be like, somebody dominated Xanthra. I wonder oh. who it could be. And, like, at that point, the whole fucking group is just done. And it's, I think that was a good lesson for Damien as a character to learn, just because, <clears throat> um, people, like, the, the world of the vampires in specific sucks. We've been over that a few times now. Um, but, like, being a vampire, like, the world of darkness collectively, um, you know, fucking... Imagine, like, you're a regular person living your day-to-day -day life, and all of a sudden, this fucking Sabbat rolls into town. You know? <laughs> all of a sudden, you fucking wake up in a garage in the middle of the night with a fucking bite mark in your neck. You have no idea what the fuck happened. And somebody's this dude who's, like, dressed like a fucking, like a, a 19th century pimp just walks up to you and is just like, Hey, uh, you're in our gang now, and you're going to help us fight these other guys. Like, you didn't ask for this. You had no idea what was going on, and you don't even get the possibility of trying to live out your life as a normal person. Now you're just a fucking shovelhead. You're literally just being told, you gotta go fight these people now because I told you. You know, or or imagine that, like, you're fucking hiking in the woods, and all of a sudden, like, you, you step into the wrong area, and oh shit, there's fucking, like, six werewolves fucking doing whatever here and you've just violated their sacred camping ground and now you're gonna die mm -hmm. <clears throat> or you get fucking involved in like the middle of a mage war and suddenly like a serpent head just comes out and bites your fucking mother in half oh 
Attack on Titan references. Why'd you do that to my mom? Right, like, the, the, you know, our world is weird and bad in, in different ways. You know, like, we have fucking COVID and we're all fucking stuck inside. But the world of darkness is so much worse. And most people don't even realize it. Like, the, the coping mechanism for most people uh, as it relates to the idea of the masquerade or uh, delirium when confronted with werewolves is, I didn't fucking see that. I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. Did you have the the and the no no notes? I always have notes. Um, but I mean, I think we covered almost all of it. Um, I I didn't know, or I guess Damien didn't know that other vampires could sense when someone had been dominated. So you have to, um, yeah, you have to have equal to or greater than the amount of dominate. Well, you have to have a certain amount of dominate to be able to tell if dominate has been deployed in general, but you have to have equal to or greater than uh, the amount of domination the other person used to really be able to like put the finger on it. So, so I could could you have have? Oh yeah. Yeah, since you both have dominate of three, you could have done that as well. Um, if Damien had a dominate of four, you would not have been able to do anything with that. Um, but the fact that you both have dominate of three puts you in the position where one could detect it if the other one did something with that. I didn't realize Tony had dominate, but that's cool. Yeah, um... So Tony's book is actually a holdover uh, from when Malkavians used to have dominate as a clan discipline instead of uh, dementation. Um, that changed with, I want to say, 20th anniversary edition or maybe revised edition. I don't remember. But Tony has um, auspex, dominate, obfuscate, and dementation. Okay. Interesting. It also was um, interesting to me to find out that Zantra and Karen have different memories. Oh, yeah, yeah, if we had if we had been in a position where I had more I had more time to think about that, we probably would have had a discussion about that uh, to like figure out how we as a collective group feel about that. But mm -hmm. like a spur of the moment thing, uh, I sort of looked at it from the perspective of going back to uh, Jeanette and uh, Therese from. Uh, bloodlines where they both fundamentally have the ability to see what one another is going on with them like to know what one is the other one knows what the other is doing in any capacity mm -hmm. um so the way that they present that is that you know if one of them were to be like impacted in some way shape or form mentally the other one still knows what is going on in some capacity mm -hmm. or another so from that perspective i sort of was like well if that's the case, then stuff that happens to Xanthra shouldn't impact Karen, and theoretically vice versa, though Xanthra does not pay attention whenever Karen's in the driver's seat. For those of you who've experienced trauma in your life, imagine as if like that traumatic incident was now a full-on like personality you had to watch them live their life through almost like if your abuser you had to live through your abuser's eyes yeah you'd block that shit out too <laughs> yeah that's um it also comes back to uh and this will be a, a reference that uh uh malin sadomi appreciate uh danganronpa <laughs> where um you have um you know jack the ripper um lives inside of toko fukawa's head um, and Jack knows everything. Toko doesn't know stuff because Toko specifically was brainwashed. So when Jack comes out, she's just like, yeah, here's all of this stuff. And they're like, well, why didn't you tell us this? Well, you never fucking asked me, dickhead. But, like, <laughs> she has all of this knowledge that Toko doesn't have because Toko was brainwashed. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like you have to, you have to like, actively impact the, the personality itself in order to, like, change the memory for that personality was the way I figured it. 
sort of like they're inhabiting different sides of the brain, I guess. So that's not quite the right way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, you know, vampire shit's weird, man. TM. <laughs> Fucking true. Disassociated identity disorder doesn't work this way at all in real life. It just it just doesn't. We know it doesn't. That's fine. But with vampires, it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's medications a person can take to get rid of, to, uh, you know, deal with the effects of schizophrenia or disassociative identity disorder or manic depression or something like that. Malkavians can't. They can never be cured of whatever maladies they might have. Mm-hmm. Because their maladies are fundamentally, for lack of a better way of explaining it, part of the curse of Cain. So, in the same way that, you know, uh, Ari doesn't show up in mirrors, or um, Phelan has to actively compel himself to not do shady shit, or uh, Damien has to feed off of, like, a specific type of person, um, Xanthra's mentality is is basically fucking magic, for lack of a better way of explaining it. Cool, cool. <laughs> and, and, and... Go ahead. No, 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 go, go. I was just going to say that's about all I have. Okay. All right. I'm going to say that probably means no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the recap. I hope it uh, it gave you some insight into what happened in the last episode, if you were following along that closely. Uh, we'll be live tonight, which is Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash mpicreates. Uh, like we said, this is going to be kind of the Halloween horror episode, uh, or at least the beginning of some horror stuff that might go on for a couple of weeks. So if uh, horror and scary stuff is not your jam uh maybe maybe catch the recaps before you listen to the full episodes just to be sure it's not something that is going to uh uh, bug you or upset you or anything like that we don't want to do that obviously but uh either way guys we hope to catch you tonight for the episode and we will uh yeah we'll catch you guys then Bye. bye bye